When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, every once in a while, I admit, I get a little bit bored with the hobby or perhaps angry at it. Boy, this is a theme lately. I know I'm talking about it as I get back into it, but it's kind of a more of a, not just an explanation of where I'm coming from, but maybe it's something that'll help some of you. I'm not bored in the usual sense. Maybe I'm just a bit annoyed with it. I've been in this hobby since I was literally a toddler. So it's understandable that now and again, it's possible to be a bit, I don't know, distracted from it for one reason or another. Now, my solution to resolving the occasional, you know, hobby malaise has traditionally been to let things go on cruise control for a bit or to engage in one of the many other hobby sectors that I play with. Huh? Well, like if I'm a bit over the whole South American agapo simulation thing, I'll play around with keeping fancy mollies, maybe... I'm tired with the, of the kerosens I love so much. Time to focus on my reef tank, etc., etc. Sometimes, rarely, but sometimes, the best solution is to simply back away from the whole thing for a bit. To just have an aquarium or two. To enjoy them from a purely, I don't know, superficial standpoint. To not constantly study and tweak and modify and analyze every aspect of them. A true mental break. A reset to get yourself re-energized, refocused, and re-engaged. I had to do this recently, about six months ago. I just had it. And I have to tell you, it's made a big difference in the revitalization of my hobby enjoyment and perhaps even my overall productivity. And the beauty of it is that you can try new stuff when you get back in the saddle again. I remember coming off a sort of a mild need to step away cycle in 2019. I was a little bit disgusted with the hobby like I was like I am now for some reason and I spent a lot of time deep diving into some really unique aquatic habitats and suddenly had this incredible burst of creativity and a desire to try all these new ideas in fact I'd say that 2019 to 2021 was probably one of Tannen's most creative and indeed its most important eras the energy from that period led to the idea of the urban agapa which was my hobby homage to the seasonally inundated forests of Amazonia Developing the techniques to actually manage this type of system was, to me, the fullest expression of the Botanical Method Aquarium, a literal interpretation of the function and the form of these habitats, and an evolution in the Botanical Method Aquarium hobby space. Suddenly, for me, it all started making sense, recreating the way terrestrial materials interact with the aquatic environment in a very foundational way. Besides just managing an aquarium during wet and dry seasons, running an urban agapo setup is a dynamic demonstration of how terrestrial materials impact and indeed shape the aquatic environment. 
This was a transformational thought from a very transformational time for me. Again, as the branches, the leaves, the seed pods, and the soils are submerged, they recruit fungal growths, bacterial biofilms, algae, and other life forms on their surfaces, just like what happens in nature. We need to change the nomenclature associated with establishing an aquarium. In the botanical method, there's no curing of wood. Indeed, the whole hobby concept of cycling an aquarium simply becomes a metaphor for function. We have to sort of rethink the way we look at this whole cycle thing. I think that the idea of an ecology forming within the confines of the aquarium is an absolutely fundamental part of our practice. In fact, the establishment of this ecology is the basis for everything that we do in the botanical method. Like with so many things that we do in the hobby, it's easy for the uninformed or for those who haven't bothered to grasp the reasons why our tanks look and function the way they do to simply focus on the appearance as the primary benefit of the botanical method aquarium. I see this a whole lot on social media, you know, so-called influencers who attempt to set up a botanical method aquarium to, they start hyper-focusing on the way the tank looks and make blanket statements like the tank is so natural looking and well, it is, but that's not the whole game. It's about how natural functioning it is. I mean, that's the whole game. Don't participate in the dumbing down of our hobby specialty by focusing only on the aesthetics. Please don't do that. Too many hobbyists have devoted too much energy and time into cracking the code of the botanical method ecology to just treat this like it's some style of aquascaping. One of the more satisfying things about working with a botanical aquarium method is that over the years, we've seen our thoughts evolve from fringe ideas to interesting experiments to best practices as more and more hobbyists began to try them for themselves. Pretty much a given in our methodology has been to employ leaves into our aquariums. We've been talking about this for eight years now, and although it seems like a long time, not only weren't we the first people to suggest adding leaves to aquariums, we probably won't be the last to start taking a new approach with it. I do, however, think that we were at least among the first to suggest that leaves be added to aquariums, not simply to tint the water or to lower the pH, but to create the foundational substrate which fosters a microbiome of organisms, i.e. the ecology, to support the aquarium. It's about the ecological function. Long-held fears and concerns, like overwhelming our systems with biological materials and the overall look of decomposing leaves and botanicals in our tanks, have understandably you know, led this idea to being relegated to sideshow status for many, many years. It's only been recently that we started looking at them more objectively as ecological niches worth replicating in aquariums. Yet, to this day, we see a lot of social media posts by both hobbyists and, distressingly, by some aquatic vendors and manufacturers, which just miss this point entirely, and they waste valuable mindshare on social media, waxing on about the aesthetics of adding leaves to your tanks and how they can create a natural look. Yeah, I cringe a bit when I see this, but don't get me wrong, adding leaves to your aquarium does create a cool look, and once again, it's pretty natural for sure. However, to merely proffer adding leaves to your tank for the visual sexiness overlooks the amazing ecological benefits that they provide. And often these suggestions fail to mention the fact that even if you want leaves in your tank just for the look, they'll actually have impact on the environment within it. And there are implications about how we manage aquariums with leaf litter and botanicals present. And we're doing it for a reason, to create a more natural functioning aquatic display for our fishes. And it just happens to look different and attractive as well. It's to understand and acknowledge that our fishes and their very existence is influenced by the habitats in which they've evolved. 
Wild tropical habitats are aquatic habitats, that is, are influenced greatly by the surrounding terrestrial geography and the flora of the region, which in turn have considerable influence upon the population of fishes which inhabit them and their life cycle. The simple fact of the matter is this. When we add leaves and other botanical materials to an aquarium and accept what occurs as a result, regardless of whether our intent is just to create a different aesthetic or perhaps something more, we are, to a very real extent, actually replicating the processes and the influences that occur in wild aquatic habitats in nature. The presence of botanical materials like leaves and twigs in these aquatic habitats is essential. In the tropical species of trees, the leaf drop is important to the surrounding environment. These nutrients are typically bound up in leaves, so a regular release of leaves by the trees helps replenish the minerals and nutrients which are typically depleted from eons of leaching into the surrounding forests. Most tropical forest areas are classified, or tropical forest trees, excuse me, are classified as evergreens, and they don't have a specific seasonal leaf drop like the deciduous trees that many of us are more familiar with do. Rather, they replace their leaves gradually throughout the year as the leaves age and subsequently fall off the trees. So what's the implication here? Well, there's a more or less continuous supply of leaves falling off into the jungles and waterways in these habitats, which is why you'll see leaves at various stages of decomposition in tropical streams. It's also why leaf litter banks may be among the most permanent structures within some of these bodies of water. In nature, leaf litter zones combine, comprise one of the richest and most diverse biotopes in the tropical aquatic ecosystem, yet they were for years seldom, if ever, replicated in the aquarium. And I think this was due in a large part to the lack of continuous availability of products for hobbyists to work with, and more importantly, a real understanding about what this biotope is all about, not to mention the understanding of the practicality of recreating one in the system. An aquarium system, that is. So fast forward a few years and many of us are playing with the idea of incorporating leaf litter and botanicals into our tanks. Something that was, you know, given little more than a passing bit of attention just a few years ago, if, uh, if that. This increased level of attention to this environmental niche among hobbyists is reaping benefits for those who've played with it. Leaves are sort of the gateway drug, if you will, into our world. And it's a very different world now. One in which your love for the hobby can certainly be influenced by the mood that you're in and the mindset that you adopt. Take that away from this today. Stay curious, stay bold, stay engaged, stay diligent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.